Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Play that, J. Cole. Good brothers Play. and sisters. That's right. Alan Yates doing his thing on the ones and two. We're going to do our thing here on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. Jay Williams over there, Freddie coming from Max Kellerman. Keyshawn's going to join us in a minute after we find exactly what happened down in Raleigh here on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Series X and Channel 80, as well as ESPN News. Good morning, my brother. How are you doing this morning, Jay Will? I'm doing good, Freddie Coleman. I'm doing good. I have a question for you. What is right. in the red cup, Freddie? That is the question of the day. Well, it's 6 a.m. Eastern time, 3 a.m. in the West Coast. So I'm it's happy to hour find somewhere, Freddie. It's happy yeah, hour somewhere. But does it need to be happy hour this early? Uh, I mean, <laughs> when the game goes late and you had the action-packed day that we had yesterday, yes, there's yes. potential in it. It could be, well, it could be a splash of "let me wake you up" with a splash of, okay. you know, "let me put it down." Right. It could okay. be a splash of that. So there, there is those combinations do exist now. That's, well, let us know what's in Jay Will's red cup at Real Jay Williams at Coleman ESPN mm-hmm. at Key J and Max on Twitter triple eight say ESPN eight 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 seven two nine three seven seven six because the reason we're talking about what's in the red cup. It's because what happened yesterday, our guys are doing the tour down in Raleigh, North Carolina. They're getting ready for next week with Barton Hahn, the broadcast, the basketball <laughs> showdown that's going to happen. And I'm going to let Jay Will take it from there, the preparations that have been going on with him and Keyshawn ready to do with Bart Scott and Alan Hahn next week. Well, first off, yesterday was a, a crazy day, Freddie. Um, you know, we had the show down here. We met all the affiliates, um, you know, all the sponsors at 99 The Fan, uh, you know, this company is close to my heart because going mm-hmm. to school down here in North Carolina. So I left the show, uh, went to go see my mom, who's been in the hospital for the last month and a half. And uh, honestly, I just want to say thank you to everybody for your prayers, uh, all the prayers list that I've received on social media for my mother. It's been a fight. Um, my parents have given everything to me in their lives. And uh, my mom is the spirit, the joy of my life, along with my pops. And uh, she's a fighter, and it's been one hell of a year, uh, but she continues to fight. So thank you for that. It was positive and uplifting to see her and to spend time with her. You know, she's still yet to meet my son, Freddie. Uh, My son's been born for a year now. Really? So all that is, you know, it's real. And I think that's the one thing I love about this show is that we get a chance to be honest with people about what the hell we're really going through. Right. So for me yesterday, the day started off in a very deep emotional state of mind. Um, so then to go there, I walked over to Cameron Indoor Stadium and out of nowhere, man, like that place just rejuvenates me. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It gets me going. I sat down with John Shire, the new head coach, uh, listened to him for a while about, you know, his journey to getting there and the cool, the calm, the poise that he has about what's in front of him yeah. and the relationship between him and Hubert Davis, North Carolina, what that rivalry is going to be the next chapter of it for both programs and the top recruiting class they have. And then I went over and the day really got funny. <laughs> because <laughs> because I went over to the Duke, the Duke football stadium right. and I saw Key, you know, and Key had I'm I'm wearing jeans and stuff and the sweater, and Key came out with the full official workout outfit. I mean, he had the shorts, really? he had the look. It was very Keyshawn Johnson, L.A. You know uh, what I mean? Like it. the look was the look. You know, he talks about snack, crackle, pop. He had all that. Right. So we get out there and we're working with the contestant winners, and then Key starts throwing the routes, and I'm IG living it. And we get to, like, the fourth route, and Key's trying to articulate the route. 
the homie, oh, bro. Really? He's like, he's like, <sighs> I'm like, Key, you're on your fourth route. How are we out of breath already? What the hell is going on? And in my mind, I mean, look, Key's mitts are crazy. His hands are massive, yeah, right? right? But in my mind, Freddie, I'm like, Key, I need you to be in shape. We're about to play this two-on-two game mm-hmm. against Barnhan, and you out here in the fourth route breathing mm-hmm. heavy. What's And he's sweating profusely. I mean, it's it's like this dude had been on the field for two hours, and it was only two minutes. Oh, no. Uh, anyway, oh, yo, no. Freddie, you talk about some alien stuff, dog. Uh-huh. I'm t- Key got down. I almost said Key got down on his knees, and I almost wanted to stop what? myself. What? And it got weird. What? Easy what? now. Okay, what? You know hey, what I'm talking about. Stop, Yates. Okay. You know what, like, when you, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you yeah know, knock it off. You know when you say, <laughs> I can't even finish the story. This exactly. Is, Key got down on his knees is the headline. Jeez. Hey, yeah. Anyway, all I'm saying is he got down. Yeah. And he, you know how quarterbacks can show their arm strength? Absolutely. Where they get down, and they... He started doing like this golf torque. I'm like, what the hell? Like, you know, how you see the the quarterback like the, yeah. the golf, like the the yeah. torque thing, right? Mm-hmm. And he threw this ball. Yeah. And that joint came out of his hands. Right, it must have gone 30 yards, 35 yards, like it was off nothing. ease, really, off ease. Right. So that was dope just to see because I'm like, yo, Key's an alien within himself at six five, mm-hmm. throwing the ball like that, catching the ball. And then we went to Cameron Indoor Stadium and um, yeah. Play some hoops, which is fun. Good. I made a shot from three quarters court. Okay. Uh, Not without surprised. without running, Key's face was priceless. And then I had to drop Key. I had to drop him. What do you mean drop him? We played one on one, and Key's knees buckled. Oh no. And uh, you know, sometimes I feel like Key, you know, thinks about Key and how special Key is. And then uh, I had to kind of try to show him how special I was. Oh man! You, so you, you, I'm looking at the video right now. You literally Max Struced him. Like we saw last week <laughs> in the Heat Celtics game, remember? Because we, I was on the show last week, you guys, when Struess was trying to go. Was it Jalen Brown or Tatum? And it was Marcus re- Smart. Marcus, Marcus Smart got him. Mar- right, it was Marcus got Smart, him. and Marcus Smart got him. And Keyshawn reenactment right now with you and him <laughs> with Heat Struess and your Marcus Smart based on that video. But it was dope, though. I mean, it was just it was it was cool having Key, who's like a big brother to me, like in my environment. You know what right. I mean? True. Um, and Key loved it. <laughs> and he was the best. So Key on the ground. Key like, man, this basketball stuff different. Yeah. It's different. Jay Will, Jay Will is Jay Will. He him. And I missed it. I missed the shot. I needed to make the shot, Freddie. That's the point. You make that bucket, Jay. Yeah. You make it. So basically, you couldn't make that bucket after crossing him up like that from five feet away. But then you knocked down a 75-foot shot in front of people. Well, I, I, well look, it's for some reason – Shooting the ball from half court, I used to do it in college game day. Uh-huh. It's like, I love it. I love right. it. And a lot of people don't recognize sometimes the strength that comes along when you don't get a running start. Sure. And you just pop it from half. And the, and the best wow. is Key's face, though. <laughs> Freddie, he couldn't get, believe what he like, like you Key, saw the man Key, Key, yeah, Like you saw the man landing Key. on the moon for the first time. That's what he looked like. <laughs> He's like, this Jay will different. What the hell just happened? <laughs> so I, I, I think all of it, man, like, and then we got a chance to go to the Durham Bulls yeah. game. You know, uh, James Steele is one of our producers. Mm-hmm. He said next to me, my homie, a yeah. uh, huge Pens fan. Uh, we brought him to the game, and he caught my first pitch. Nice. So I kicked it with him, and I kicked it with our whole crew. It was just one of those days where it was like, man, mm-hmm. I am so happy. Like, even though, look, the pandemic, things are still cautious for everybody. Yeah. So tell you to tread cautiously. But it felt so good to be out there among people and just kick it. And have people get a chance to see you and understand that, like, yo, we're all out here trying to figure stuff out. You know what I mean? Yeah, and have key. fun, Freddie. And ki- especially <laughs> key on a defensive end. So, 
and also the and also the the conditioning end and the getting wind in and all that stuff. Oh, my arm is sore though. Trying to throw that football with key, man. That's see, that's different, different too. People he don't realize. Man. Yeah, he, he is definitely different. It, just seeing the video, just seeing the smiles on your face. The look on Key's face, just being a part of the spring tour that you guys been a part down at ESPN 99.9, the fan. Now we got heavy breathing going to the microphone, so we got everybody excited out there now. I'm going to go run this slant route. I'm going to go do uh, It's not going to be a short route. It's going to be a deep route. Mm-hmm. I'm like, Key, it takes you 10 minutes to get out there on a the deep route. What's going on? Like he's doing the Matrix going forward. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but uh, Freddie, it looked pretty, though. I bet like, it did. I'm, oh, I don't doubt looked, that. When he did it, though, I was like, damn, yeah. okay, Key. I don't doubt that. He had the Johnny drama, the the the, the calves. Yeah, you know, I'm like, oh, the calves look defined. Okay, yeah, mm-hmm. it was it was it was legit. It was legit, Freddie. It was it's legit. A, I want to make sure this is not a calculated attempt to get Barton Hahn off their game by seeing that video of Key, and then they get overconfident. They say we're gonna take these guys next Wednesday. This is gonna be easy. I want to make sure that cause I don't believe in coincidences. I've I'm never just saying, Freddie. I mean, it's happening a lot in the NBA right now. Mm-hmm. Now we don't give out injury reports over here. You don't know. You don't know who's injured. We don't know what's going on. There's yeah. a lot of, you know, as I like to make up words, there's a lot of strategery right. going on. <laughs> there's definitely right some lower body injuries happening oh, yeah, this some, morning. Yeah, there's as some long LBIs. as it doesn't happen to me, I'm okay. I can't. I got one leg anyway, Freddie. I'm out right. here like a pirate. <laughs> Peg leg Williams. It's still making moves, though. <laughs> and when I beat you with one leg, I'm going to look at you and let you know. I got one leg. You know, hey, if you can beat somebody with one leg and Bart Hahn have to look out for that and Keyshawn doesn't get crossed up again like you did him yesterday, <laughs> everything's going to be fine next Wednesday as Keyshawn and Jay Will Bart Hahn, that broadcast the basketball charity event. <laughs> Who knows what's going to happen now? Because based on video that we've seen and getting more intel from Jay Will, what happened yesterday, uh, this is going to be the greatest thing ever or it's going to be the greatest non-thing ever, but either way, it's going to be entertaining. Oh, oh Lord! <laughs> it's um, I'm just. <laughs> I got big teeth. I look like Max Drews just made well, my the, whole morning. Seriously. Well, the thing is, well, I, I try to help him up. He's like, just leave me here. I just need a minute to myself. Yeah, you know what? Yeah, that was ego talking. After uh, you know, his ego took a bruising. I mean, it's uh, beautiful. Uh, I if, love it. Uh, if you had hit that shot, though, you had to leave at that. Well, point. that well, that's the thing. Though. I, I couldn't even focus because it was <laughs> it was how slow Key went down. It was like, you know, that old person that fall. Oh, yeah. And Key ain't old, though, because I He's just not. saw him run. Right. But also, like, you know, we had been moving around, doing stuff like a good hour and a half, two hours before right. then. So uh-huh. it's called the cumulative effect. You know what I mean? It's like it's like what the Boston Celtics have done to the Miami Heat. It was like Keisha. I was like, no, Jay. <laughs> I told you that slow fall, when they put it in slow-mo, that. it looked different. It looked bad. Man, it looked, it looked bad. Fast forward, slow motion, whatever that is. <laughs> Jay Will and Freddie Coleman. Keisha will be with us in a minute here on Keyshawn, Jay Will and Max. Like we mentioned, hit us on Twitter at Coleman ESPN at Real Jay Williams. Don't forget the phone number as well, 888-ESPN. 888-729-3776. And my man Jay will mention game five, what happened last night, the Boston Celtics beating Miami Heat. Is the Eastern Conference Finals over thanks to the word wall? We'll mm. get to that next on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and ESPN2.
For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. So, Freddie. Yes, indeed. Mm-hmm. Um, I got to tell you an honest truth on something, okay? That would be good. And I don't need you to judge me. I'm not judging you. Uh, I know a lot of people are going to judge me, and I don't care, and it's okay. So, <laughs> You'll feel you know, Jay will. Getting up, getting up at 2.45, 3 o'clock in the morning every day mm-hmm. is brutal, okay? okay? And sometimes I get lazy. I'm one of those guys. Like, sometimes I prepare the outfit. I right. try, try to give some thought to it before I lay my, my tail down to watch the games or whatever it is. But there's some days where I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to figure it out in the morning. And I'll just I'll do it in the dark while my dog doesn't move and my, my wife is sleeping. Mm-hmm. And I'm moving around like a ninja, right? <laughs> and, and so I grabbed I, – I got some Nike shoes that my, my boy um, gifted me. Right. And, you know, my boy had sent me all these different kinds of sizes, and I didn't know why he was sending me like 10 and a half. You know, I'm a size 13. Okay. So I just grab a pair of shoes. I'm not thinking, put my outfit on hold the shoes, walk downstairs, get in the car without putting my shoes on, drive to work, get to work, put my shoes on. I'm not really thinking about it because I'm not caffeinated yet, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, can't really put together my own thoughts. Okay. And I get into work. I'm like, man, while I'm doing the show, before I leave for North Carolina, I'm like, my feet are, <laughs> feet are feeling kind of hot right now. My toes, my toes are feeling a little warm, a little too cozy and snug. Uh-huh. And sure as hell, Fred, I look down at the shoe. I'm wearing size 10 and a half, man. I got 10 and a half shoes on. Poor thing. And, and I'm 13. And then it just became like, you know, Max Kellerman gave me this great one, great line one time. He was like, you know, there's a thing in life, Jay, called idiot tax. Like yes. when something, when it's your fault and you do something stupid, <laughs> now you need to pay the tax. Yes. So for me, it's like a Larry David skit. I'm like, you know what? I'm wearing these shoes the whole weekend. I, I, the whole week. I, I am that guy that did it to myself. When I tell you, Freddie, I took my shoes off last night after playing football with Key uh-huh. and throwing out the first pitch and shooting basketball with him at Cameron. I got the nasty. I'm I'm getting the bunions on the toes. It is Ooh. like boomerang, but I'm pulling the blanket off my own toes, oh, no. angry at myself. That's where I'm at in life right now. So See, here's the deal with that. Whether it's idiot tax or idiot return or whatever that is. <laughs> If you can't decipher a size 13 from a size 10 and a half early in the morning, you may have more issues than we could have ever imagined, Jay Will. 
<laughs> well, at least I'm owning it. It's not the yes. first step in the process. Right, yeah, it is. The first part of understanding yes. the problem is knowing the problem. No, and the, so and the problem that. is me. Yes, the problem is me. Why do I even have ten and a half in my closet? Why didn't I hand them off and give them to somebody else uh-huh. who could be utilizing them? But I got selfish. So you know what? I deserve the I deserve the hurt and the pain. Yeah, as Spike Lee, I deserve it. As Spike Lee once said, "Homie, it's got to be the shoes. It's got to be the shoes." <laughs> It is Keyshawn J. Will and Max on ESPN Radio, the ESPN mm-hmm. app, Sirius X and Channel 80, and ESPN2. Mm-hmm. Our man Keyshawn B. here in a minute. He's Jay Williams. I'm mm-hmm. Freddie Coleman. And for Max Kellerman, we're going to get to the word wall involving the Eastern Conference Finals after the Boston Celtics beat the Miami Heat in Game 5 last night. We'll do it in a couple of seconds. But real quick, Ben in Nashville at Triple H, say ESPN, 888-729-3776. J. Will, Ben in Nashville has a question for you. Ben, what is that question? Okay. Ben, is it a red cup question? I guess Ben doesn't want to ask, ask the question now. Mm. I guess Ben is not there. So we'll just move on from Ben from that standpoint. We'll go back to the Boston Celtics winning game five against the Miami Heat. And people can say whatever they want, Jay Will, in terms of the toughness of Miami, they ran into a wall. And it wasn't called the Boston Celtics. It was called health. And we saw it last night. Not that Tyler Hero was on the bench, but when Jimmy Butler's like that, compromised like that, where he couldn't get that lift, he was trying to impose his will, they ran into a wall. And this series, as far as I'm concerned, is over because they're not going to be able to scale that wall and find a way to push this to a Game 7 over the weekend against Boston after Friday. Look, Freddie, it's a war of attrition, right? Both sides are injured. Uh, but when your backcourt and Max Strews and Kyle Lowry go 0-15 from the field, uh, you're going to struggle to win games. When Jimmy Butler is scoring 13 points off 18 shots, you see the cumulative effect over time. And that's been the one thing that we've talked about with Miami. Now, look, I I think it's different if Tyler Hero is on the court and the Mm -hmm. legs feel fresh. But, I mean, a lot of teams are battling injuries right now. And I think the Boston Celtics, uh, last night during the game, long day we had yesterday, but as we're getting into the second half, me and my friends were on this group text thread. And one of my boys is like, man, I'm trying to tell you Jalen Brown is the one, blah, blah, blah. And my other boys tell me about how Jason Tatum is the one. And I'm like, y'all are both wrong. They're both the one okay. together. They're collectively one. And it reminded me, January, Freddie, a bigger conversation instead of getting into the details of the game. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like we know where this is trending, right? Yeah. But a bigger conversation. Yo, in January, People were really trying to break these two up. Sure. Let me tell you some of the things people were saying in January. You ready? I wrote them down just for blanks and giggles. Here we go. <laughs> uh, there's a need for a traditional point guard. We don't have a leader on this team. Why the hell was Al Hortford brought here? He's not the leader we need. Um, oh, okay. I think a lack of mental toughness to fight through those adverse times. That was Emi Udoka saying that after they lost to the New York Knicks and people were running away with that whole comment. Um, It's an open gym. People took that and they were annihilating not only Emi Udoka, but the way in which they played. Mm -hmm. Oh, we need to, and, you know, we need to break these guys up. They're not right. Here are some of the things people were saying about Emi Udoka. Why is he using a nine-man rotation? Sometimes it looks like he has no idea what the hell he's doing on the court. Sometimes it looks like he's completely lost. You got a hit list here. Oh, my goodness. This is in January. This is in January. What are we, three and a half months removed from that? Sure. Four months removed, and all of a sudden the conversations are so different. So it inspired me to put together a list, Freddie, of duos that broke up a little too early. Okay. 
duos that we said, you know what, this is this is insane because that's what we would have done to Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. People were ready to split these two up. So I want to take you through a little list, and I want to get your feedback okay. on my list. Okay. Are you ready for this? I'm ready. Part of Straight okay. Talk, Brady Straight Talk, Wireless, J. Will, Freddie, Coleman, and Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, ESPN Radio, ESPN2. So I try to do it like Key. I gave you an uh, arbitrary number because I like to keep you guessing. So yes, I don't even know if I'm going to have sound on this, but I'm going to go through it. Okay. I don't even know if we were supposed to do this this segment, but I'm doing it anyway. <laughs> we'll do it live. <laughs> number seven. Number seven. There you go. Nice. I knew you would be on it. Wow. You're so good. Man, that East Strasburg education, Alan Yates. Yeah, it's Peace all over it. Peace back in the house, baby. Call it like you see it, Yates. East Stroud here, Mansfield here. <laughs> here we go. I got AI and Jerry Stackhouse. Okay? okay. I mean, Jerry Stackhouse drafted in 1996 to the 76ers. AI came in 97. That's when AI came in. He was taking so many shots. Jerry Stackhouse got angry. Essentially, mm-hmm. it pushed the trade by the Sixers to send him to Detroit. Okay. Sorry for your Yates. And Pacasello, I know you guys are both Philadelphia 76ers fans, but it always makes me think about the backcourt that could have been. That's number seven. Right. Let's go to number six. Number no six. No music for the transition. Does not matter. Number six, <laughs> Stephon Marbury and Kevin Garnett. Okay. okay. In, uh, in, in Minnesota, yep. Minnesota. Had the makings. They drafted KG out of high school when he was 19 years old. Mm-hmm. The following year, they drafted Stephon Marbury, 97, at 19 years old. This dynamic duo was considered to be Stockton Malone 2.0 back in the day. Like, understanding, like, how dynamic Stephen Curry was, it was off the chain, along with KD, who, KG, who was, like, that new modern big man who could shoot threes from the right. outside, mid-range, it was different. And then okay. in the middle of the 98 season, Marbury won it out. The rest is history. The duo that never made it. All right. Number number five. Number five. VC and T-Mac. I mean, I played against this duo up in T-Dot. They were different, Freddie. They were different and you talk about T-Mac was the young cousin of Vince Carter. I want that family dynamic and oh, genes yeah. in, my, in my bloodline. Thanksgiving weekend must have been awful, awfully uncomfortable. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> and then T-Mac, you know, was saying it's VC's team. He's not getting the right kind of praise. Yeah. Next thing you know, T-Mac in 2000 was a free agent, won a team for himself. He left for Orlando and left Vince, and the rest is history. Number four. Number four. Number four. Yo, Penny and Shaq, man. I mean, these dudes were mm-hmm. so different. They played together in Blue Chips with Nick Nolte. We all love that movie, which is a true depiction of what college sports actually is. Welcome to the real world, people. People get paid. And next, next thing you know, Shaq went, goes after uh, Penny, tells Orlando, we need to get Penny. These two were incredible. Penny got better and better. There was conflict around whose team it was. Next thing you know, Shaq leaves for L.A. Once again, a duo that never was. Okay. Number three. I like Number it. three. LeBron and Kyrie. Ooh. I mean, come on. Ooh. Come on. We had to I'm, see that coming, though. I, do you remember all the comments, Freddie, where LeBron kept referring to Kyrie as the kid? Yeah. The kid. Yeah. And it, obviously, us knowing a lot more about Kyrie right now, we know how complex he is. Mm-hmm. We know how much he's like a Kobe Bryant. That rubbed him the wrong way. Right. But with that relationship, we talk about best duos of all time now. I mean, Kyrie's one of the main reasons they win their only world championship in Cleveland because of that dagger of a shot he made down the stretch. And then Kyrie tried to pull the same thing with Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum in Boston, and that didn't end well. That's what happens when Kyrie got his own team. Interesting how things have panned out since, but still, that's number three on my top duo list. Number two. Number two. Steph and KD, man. I mean, Mm. it's crazy that Mm. when these guys were together – how many finals they won to, how many finals they got to, KD being finals MVP. 
and people were chastising Kevin Durant. Oh, you go to a 73-win team. Uh, you, you can't do it on your own. And now we're looking back on it and be like, how come you left? <laughs> yeah, I, I said the same thing when you, that happened. You win chip after chip after chip after chip. You become one of the greatest teams ever assembled. They were already in that conversation with a 73, 73 regular season win total. And now we're talking about, well, this is – now the conversation is <laughs> – I love the media sometimes, man. You left St- Stephen Curry for Kyrie Irving? Irving? Damn. You kill him when he's there. Now you're killing him that he's gone. But that's the world that we live in. Say la vie. Mm-hmm. And number one on the number list. Number one. You got to go Shaq Kobe, man. Yeah, exactly. You got to go Shaq Kobe. We saw it real time implode in front of us in 2004. I mean, the most dominant big to ever play the game. Uh, a, a more skilled version of Michael Jordan. Yes, I said it. Oh. A more skilled. You said Kobe I didn't the say more better. Version of Michael Jordan. More skilled. Okay. Operative word, right. skilled. I don't know if I agree with that, but continue. Okay, well, okay. well Kobe took true, all the details from Michael and made them slightly better. Now, I'm not saying that equated to better numbers. No, I hear what you're I'm saying. I'm not saying that equated to being a better winner right. or okay. where it is in the GOAT conversation because that's Michael. Right. But I do believe that Kobe was able to refine the skill set of Michael because of how you train moving forward. Okay. So, I'm not swayed, but I hear you. Oh, okay, that's fine. Mm-hmm. And then my honorable mention, I got Scotty and MJ. Why? And I, I kind of feel like I always wonder what it could have been. Okay. Right? Hmm. If Michael never retired to play baseball. But right. still, you know, they got six best team of all time. Yeah. Like, they're, they're good. But you still kind of slightly wonder with those two if they could have got one or two more. Yeah. Great, great list. By the way, part of Straight Talk Wireless, no contract, no compromise. Great stuff by Jay Will. Jay Williams. I'm not going to call him Jason. I Jay want to Will. Get with Jason, government full name, government name. Whole, I'm not going to do that. Don't Jay let the Will. people know too much, Freddie. Exactly. Got to keep everything <laughs> ourselves here. Keyshawn, Jay Will, and Max on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80, as well as ESPN2. And speaking of Kevin Durant, whether he likes it or not, he did this to himself mm. when it comes to the Brooklyn Nets. We'll get to that after Jay has this from Straight Talk. Cutting the price of your wireless bill feels good, right? Really good. Actually, it feels great. You should try it. Now let me change it to my Freddie Coleman voice. Stop it. So cut your bill by switching to Straight Talk Wireless. Now offering our $45 Silver Unlimited plan with 5 gigabytes of hotspot and nationwide 5G on America's largest, most dependable networks. The $45 Silver Unlimited plan from Straight Talk. Straight Talk Wireless. No contract, no compromise. A month equals 30 days. See terms and conditions at straighttalk.com. 5G capable device required. Actual availability, coverage, and speed may vary. I didn't sound anything like at all. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do, big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you 
to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Keyshawn J. Will and Max presented by Progressive Insurance on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius X and Channel 80, and ESPN 2. I'm at Keyshawn. will be with us in a minute. He's J. Will. I'm Freddie Coleman. In for Max Kellerman. Before we talk about that whole Kevin Durant potential breakup situation, Kyrie Irving, weigh in at 888 espn 888 Also, keep weighing in on Twitter at Real J. Williams and at Coleman ESPN. Who is the best NBA duo that broke up way too early? 888-729-3776. All this is stemming from a report that Christian Winfield, who does a great job covering the NBA and the Brooklyn Nets with the New York Daily News, that he put out a story, and I'm going to read a part of it, Jay, that says, last summer, I'm reading word for word, last summer I got a tip I didn't want to believe. A source familiar mm-hmm. with the inner workings of the Brooklyn Nets roster told me James Harden would leave Brooklyn, followed by Kyrie Irving, then ultimately Kevin Durant, a purported course of events that would undoubtedly send the Nets back to the bottom of the Eastern Conference standings after just three seasons in the spotlight. I wonder, Jay Will, when he decided to lead the four horsemen with the Golden State Warriors. It was him, <laughs> it was Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, and also Draymond Green. He signed up and hitched his wagon with Kyrie Irving, and I said, maybe that's the last dude you should be hitching your wagon to. But Kevin Durant did it, and this situation unravels. Kevin Durant has nobody to blame but himself. I don't think there's any drama here, Freddie. Um, I think this is manufactured, and I, I get it. Why do you think it's manufactured? Well, because, first off, like, knowing KD and how he deals with things, like, and for a lot of people, <laughs> when you're done with your job, you had a chance to go on a two-week vacation, you're not calling your job. <laughs> hey, hey, just call on the check-in job, making sure everything's okay. Like, this is, this is Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant is an anomaly. Like, he's a mystery. He's different. And a lot of times – him not saying anything is him saying a lot. Okay. But KD ghosts. He he goes away sometimes. And it's there's nothing wrong with going away and taking your mind off the game and just kicking it, hanging out. I think it creates leverage. Now, um, I would be shocked if the Brooklyn Nets, if Kyrie does opt out. 
uh, that they wouldn't sign him to a max. Yeah, now there is the looming, in, yeah. yeah, there is the looming thought of you know if there is a spike with COVID, how would Kyrie deal with that? I, and I don't know all the nuances of the CBA, but I would assume that there would be some type of stipulation in his contract to some degree about missing time for non basketball related injuries. Okay. But still, I think they would be able to fight that with the union and the league. So. I, I think it's a really interesting thing. I, first off, I see Kyrie opting in. Um, yeah. I don't see Kyrie opting out. I exactly. don't. Uh, he's going to get a lot of money if he were to opt in. And considering everything he came off of this year, I don't think the market would demand uh, what people would naturally think Kyrie is worth because of what's came along with the narrative built around him. But I also see the potential of this year's team. So when you think about Kyrie Irving, Kevin Durant, Joe Harris being back on the court, being healthy, who gives you a, a tough-nosed defender, a guy that can space the floor out and shoot the ball at a high clip. You got Ben Simmons coming back off his surgery, which he's a defensive-minded starter, a point guard. That is exactly what they need. Uh, he gives you an alternative version of James Harden. Uh, people are going to question his lack of shooting, but mm-hmm. still it's the demeanor and it's the way he pushes the tempo of the game. Seth Curry, they have sides. They'll probably add some additional pieces. Right. This team yeah. is going to be one of the favorites in the East to win it. Here's the deal with that. And, by the way, the, the, you mentioned about Kevin Durant ghosting people because part of that article written by Christian Winfield of New York Daily News that he has reportedly has not talked to anybody in Nets front office since their season ended after losing it four straight to the Boston Celtics in the Eastern Conference first-round playoff series. Here's the deal with the Brooklyn Nets. The narrative is very easy to say, point the finger Kyrie Irving. It's a lazy narrative as far as I'm concerned. Agreed. Because there's so many different pieces that can go into a winning basketball team. I'm not just talking about on the court. I'm talking about off the court. But I will say this when it comes to Kevin Durant. He has to be the guy in Brooklyn. He has to find a way to bring everybody together and try to get them on the same page. As mercurial as Kyrie Irving is, Kevin Durant knew what he signed up for by aligning forces with him and leaving Golden State and leaving that situation, leaving that Valhalla. So if you're going to do that, you as the dude on this organization, whether you believe Christian Winfield's report or not, if you're going to make this work in Brooklyn, it can't just be about waiting for Kyrie, in my opinion, Jay Will. It's got to be Kevin Durant saying, what can we do to make sure we're all reading the same book? Because, and, and you know this, any championship team, you can't mm-hmm. have guys reading different chapters or guys reading different pages or guys reading a different book. And that's gone on with the Brooklyn Nets. Whether it's their fault or nobody's fault, they got to find a way to have everybody on the same plane to make sure this is going to work to the way they want it to, and that's winning a championship. Well, can we talk, Freddie, with some practicality here um, for a second? Because I know that's, that's a rarity within the sports world, right, full of hot takes and stuff like that. Um, man, so patience is in such short supply sometimes. Absolutely. Within sports, There's right? No so we, we watched the Boston Celtics get to multiple Eastern Conference Finals People were ready to break them up. It looks like they're on their way to the NBA Finals, a legit shot to beat Golden State. So I'll just say this very quickly. When LeBron James left Cleveland to go to Miami, a lot of a sense was like that him going to college, him learning how to win in a high clip, how franchise is going to be ran with Pat Riley, ownership, all that stuff, how to lead a team where the expectations are no, not one, not two, not three, not four, and deal with that. When he came back to Cleveland, he felt like he was a different version of who he was before he left, and he was more prepared to do more. 
That is essentially KD leaving OKC, going to Golden State, playing with Stephen Curry, playing with Klay Thompson, being part of Bob Myers in that situation. Now, it didn't work out there ultimately in the end because he felt like he got misdiagnosed, even though he won two championships. It it did work out to a degree. Mm -hmm. But now he's going through the bumps and the bruises of this being his own team and now learning how to handle that expectation with him being his team, his team. And it's very similar. So I think you're still patient if you're KD. And regardless of the media trying to inflame the situation, which media always does, you stay the course, but you do have to say, I'm the one driving this bus. It is mine and own it. And that's what I think you're going to see from KD next year. Because we know the old line, if it bleeds, it leads, especially when you got certain particulars and certain people Mm -hmm. along the lines of a Kevin Durant. And a Kyrie Irving. It is Keyshawn J. Will and Max on ESPN Radio and ESPN2. Let's bring in Bobby Marks, ESPN NBA front office insider. Hit him on Twitter at, at BobbyMarks42 joining us here on ESPN Radio. Bobby, I know you read the report by Christian Winfield, New York Daily News. I'm sure you heard what J. Will and I had to say about this. It is a very hard Freddie, I just want you to know, Bobby, Bobby cut me. Oh, he did? I was with the, yeah, when I was with the Nets. <laughs> yeah, you, I just want to kick off the interview good, that way. way. Bobby, uh, I mean, good. we haven't really <laughs> talked about it openly. I just okay. – uh, I would like to kick off the interview that way. Okay. Just, it's just cathartic wanna, for me to talk yeah, about yeah, it openly. I, if it's not going <laughs> to be good for you, Jay, well, you know, you can just drink the red cup and I'll just talk to Bobby by myself. Bobby's my man. What's up, Bobby? Uh, one of the, probably the hardest transaction uh, that I've probably made in my career as far as the uh, cutting you and yeah. seeing doesn't you come in for that way you know, during, during training camp and everything. Better. Yeah. Doesn't yeah. make me feel better. <laughs> it doesn't make him feel better, but Brooklyn Nets fans are trying to feel better about this whole report by Christian Winfield, New York Daily News. The easy question question is how do you see things playing out between Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving and the Nets but how much of a hard answer Bobby is that for you to bring out there yeah I mean I think Kyrie will be back I think it's just a matter if it's you know two years three years maybe four years as far as the length of the contract I think when you lose in the first round like Brooklyn did um, there's going to be speculation for the next whatever two months here as far as what the future of, of Kyrie Irving is going to be and when Kevin Durant you know, committed last off season, you know, that gave him kind of a, um, a seat at the table as far as to be part of the decision-making process. So I would think that any decision regarding Kyrie's future, Kevin will be part of not the final say, but, you know, Sean will keep, Sean Marks will keep, you know, Kevin Durant in the loop here. I, it's hard for me to think that all of a sudden, yeah, and I know they said, you know, culture, culture, culture. Like, it's hard to go back to where they were back in 2018, 2017 when you signed, you know, m- you know, m- trade for superstars, sign superstars. I think you could try to emulate that a little bit here. But I think – I don't know if it's going to be a hard-line stance where it's basically a one-year max or one-year with a you know player option here. I think something eventually will be worked out. Um, I think both sides will agree what's best for them. Um and Irving will be back in a, in a Nets uniform. It's, I think it's just going to be a matter of kind of what the length of the contract will be. Hey, Bobby, I, I'm curious because I, I've heard, you know, Stephen A. talk about this, and I, I know you can't do this with the CBA, but he proposed yeah. I would sign Kyrie to one-year deals all the way through his career. But, like, are there any stipulations that a team could put in about non-basketball-related injuries that take you away from the game uh, that could probably lessen the risk for the Brooklyn Nets? Well, I mean, there's, you know, there's a clause in there, but that's really just for like, um, you know, uh, jet skiing, you know, you know, that type of clause there as far as for non-basketball activities here. I think what we started to see is, um, you know, certainly players have started, uh, teams have put, you know, games clause 
in their contracts as far as far as games played. It triggers maybe the second year in the contract as far as the amount being guaranteed. So if Brooklyn signed Irving to a two-year contract, but he had to play, you know, let's say 60 games in the first year for that second year to become fully guaranteed. I think there's certainly ways to go about uh, doing that. It's a little bit different than, you know, NFL contracts where you can cut a player and, um, you know, you're just, you're really just dealing with guaranteed money here. So there's ways there's ways to go about doing it. I mean, every contract is negoti- can be negotiated here, except for basically rookie scale contracts. It's just teams have basically kind of elected not to do that. And I think what you're seeing is teams are want the you know in the next CBA want the NBA to basically kind of be, become big brother and put the rules in there for them to enforce. ESPN NBA front office front office insider Bobby Marks hit him on Twitter Bobby Marks forty two joining us on Keyshawn J Will and Max on ESPN Radio. We haven't really talked about Steve Nash and his role because as much as people use Kevin Durant and, and Kyrie Irving because of those names, Bobby, a lot of this could fall on Steve Nash. How much of could he be a scapegoat if things don't work out in Brooklyn, no matter what Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving decide to do? Well, I think what you're probably going to see, and you know, there's certainly been reports about it, you'll probably see some type of shakeup with his coaching staff. I think you'll probably see a lot of different faces there as far as who's going to be on the bench. And that's, you know, if you're not going to let go of the head coach, that's usually the, you know, that's the, the you know, that's something that, you know, front office, you know, can have a handle on as far as changing the parts on him. Yeah, I mean, Steve will be under the microscope next year, no doubt about it, especially if, um, you know, if Ben Simmons comes back healthy and this team is intact um, and they do get off to, you know, to a struggle and are not playing what we maybe thought they could be here. So, you know, we're, we're going to enter year three. Um, I would love to see him with a full season. You know, usually we don't get to do that as far as with a full healthy roster here and without as much turmoil here. So, yeah, they'll be, you know, Steve will be, you know, certainly under pressure as far as to, you know, to produce. And I, as I said, I think you're starting to see that as far as the coaching staff starting, the, you know, starting to shift a little bit. Hey, Bobby, knowing KD and of KD for as well, as long as you have, uh, are, are you making this, if you're part of the front office for the Brooklyn Nets, is this a bigger deal that's becoming bigger and bigger um, that you have not talked to Kevin Durant since the end of the season? No, I don't think. I think you're, I think everyone needs to have a cooling off period. I, mm-hmm. I really do. I think you just need to let guys. And I know they were eliminated, I guess, in late April and were in, in late May. I do think you, there needs to be a period where guys just need to get away from everything. Um, you know, that includes you know the teams that are in the conference finals once they lose. I know the timetable is a little bit different because it's, we've got the draft coming up and then we've got free agency here. So I think there'll be eventually in the next. I saw you know Kevin was basically you know you know, all over the world as far as watching basketball games here. So I think probably sometime in, in mid-June that you, there probably is a conversation here. But I do think that as for the for the health of everyone that you do need like a two-week cooling off period as far as how things ended. Mm, Bobby Marks joining us, ESPN NBA front office insider, joining us here on Keyshawn J. Will and Max. Bobby, one of the hot storylines of this offseason thus far, well, we're still in the season, but you know what I mean for the teams that are eliminated, is Zach Levine spending some time in L.A., caught on TMZ, saying how much he loves L.A. Do you think there is any truth to some of the rumors around that Zach Levine could end up being a Laker? I just think it's highly unlikely. Just and not, not that if Zach wants to go to L.A., I just think the CBA makes it really hard because, you know, we're, you know, we're playing around with the, the trade machine and, you know, like I, I understand Russell Westbrook's contract in the 40s and 
Zach Levine's next contract, which you know, which is right around thirty-six million, and you can get within one hundred and twenty-five percent of it. But what happens is, whenever a guy signs a, a new contract in a signing trade, and it's for one hundred and twenty percent more of his previous salary, it's fifty. The, the NBA uses fifty percent of that salary in the trade, so it's not like you're matching thirty-six for whatever forty-seven. A Zach Levine contract or a, a, a salary in a trade is basically eighteen, nineteen million dollars because he's got base year compensation. So it's a complicated rule. So it makes it, it just makes it highly complicated, makes it highly unlikely. I think the, I think the Lakers, you know, certainly with the hard cap that they would be facing, it's, it's tough. I mean, anything is possible, but it makes it, it makes it extremely unlike same with the Andre Ayton in, in Phoenix, you know, guys mm-hmm. like that, you know, Ayton would be half of his salary used in a trade here. So the Levine situation is interesting just because him leaving Chicago would be basically, I think, $55 million that he's leaving on the table for a guy that's coming off knee surgery, has dealt with a little bit of health issues. It's a lot. So um, I think it's unlikely, but, you know, you know this league. I mean, anything, anything is certainly possible. So let's go from the east to the west. Uh, a, another player that we saw – that has a game tonight. We'll see if he can continue to fend off elimination. Is Luka Doncic? Do you see any potential pieces that could be uh, that can meet the needs of the Mavericks moving forward this offseason? Yeah, I mean they really, I mean they really need a rim protector. So we'll see who's going to be available when we get going um, in the next few weeks. Here, they, they, the thing with Dallas is, is, and what they did with that Porzingis trade was just breaking that up with uh, Dinwiddie and Berton. So they've got like. We got like 10 players that mean between like three and $17 million that they can use in trade. And they got most of their draft picks here. So I, I think they'll be active because I think there certainly is a window. And I know getting to a conference finals is great, but you, as you guys know, I mean, this Western conference is going to be a bear next year. Yeah. I mean, when you talk to Clippers and Denver and New Orleans and all these other teams that they might, they might be like New York. Like we talked like from last year, as far as, Getting into the playoffs, you know, I know the next loss in the first round, but then now competing just for a playing spot here. So I think the, the, the priority is certainly Jalen Brunson as far as what you do with him and then going out and trying to find that rim protector. Outstanding stuff by Bobby Marks, ESPN NBA front office inside. Hit him on Twitter at BobbyMarks42, the pride of Maris College of Poughkeepsie, New York, and Jay Wilson doesn't <laughs> want to speak to him after he got cut. But at least they had a thawing out here on Keyshawn, Jay Will. Just know, Bobby, I never forget. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Bobby. I forget, but I never forget, Bobby. Thanks, guys. I appreciate it. <laughs> All right, brother. Have a good one, man. I, I understand. You Thanks. know, you get a chance to get cut from a, a dream that you were able to have a chance to revitalize. I'm, I'm just glad that the hard feelings – Jay will no longer there from you to Bobby Marks. No, you know what I love about Bobby? Bobby and I had a uh, – obviously, you know, when you go through that, Freddie, you have to have a very difficult conversation, right? Sure. And I think sometimes people look at it like, well, you, you didn't make the comeback. Mm-hmm. And Bobby's one of the few people that I've met in my life that always put things in perspective. And he's like, Jay, like, how do you determine what a comeback is? You're mm-hmm. walking. You're running. You Absolutely. can still play basketball at a very high level. It may not be a starter or a guy that comes off the bench, but that by no means is not a comeback story. Yeah, no so I love that by Bobby. Bobby's real, and that's yeah. why I appreciate it. And when people keep it real with you in that way, only good's going to come out of that no matter Facts. that circumstance. Keep weighing in on who is the best NBA duo that broke up too soon at Triple H, say ESPN, 888-729-3776. And we'll get to the word drop involving the Celtics game five win over the Heat and what Jay Will did to Keyshawn yesterday. This is Keyshawn, Jay Will, and Max on ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio.
Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S dot com.